face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. This nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Policy Dialogue series with alumni, staff, faculty, and students from the University of Maryland. The views expressed do not represent official positions of the school or alumni network. Our goal is to discuss global issues and how we can solve local, national, and international challenges. We are recording this on December 10th, 2020, and my name is Evan Papp. I graduated from the School of Public Policy with a focus on international security and economic policy, and I'm currently the executive director of Empathy Media Lab that curates stories on labor, political economy, art, and culture. And joining me is Maya Rosenberg, who is currently a student at the University of Maryland College Park, where she studies multi-platform journalism and public policy at the Philip Merrill College of Journalism and the School of Public Policy, along with a minor in Spanish. She has experience in policy analysis, communications, and journalism, and she is passionate about advocating for a community through writing. And I came across Maya's work after reading an article she wrote in the Diamondback newspaper with the title, The Loss of the Purple Line is a Tragedy for UMD. But before we discuss public transportation and public policy, uh, Maya, could you talk about your background and how you first got interested in public policy and why yeah. others should care about this? Yeah, well, thank you for that intro. That was really nice. Um, so I am originally from Potomac, Maryland, so very close to College Park. Um, and I've always grown up very interested in politics. And it wasn't until I got to college that I realized that politics and policy were can be two separate things and complete, can be completely separated from one another. Um, so I've always cared about my community. I've cared about um, the impacts of politics. Um, but again, I wasn't until college when I realized I could split those two things up. And I found out that once I could separate, you know, the the politics, the arguing, the debating, which I do like from the the like wonky policy stuff, I was like, that's awesome. So I came into Maryland as a journalism major and I knew I was going to add either government and politics or public policy. And when I looked at the coursework and um, the practical um, application of the policy courses, I decided it was for me. And I'm so happy that I did because I've loved all my policy classes and being at Maryland is just, it's a great place to be learning policy. So I'm really happy. I'm, I'm really happy I chose the major. Do you want to use journalism to explore and report on policy as well? So that's a great question. I'm still kind of figuring out what I want to do after college. Um, I used to always say that my dream job would be like to be like a White House speechwriter or um, like be working, you know, like White House communications. But I think doing either political journalism or um, doing policy analysis and construction anywhere where I can write and talk about um, policy issues that are important to me is a career that I want to be a part of. I really appreciate that. And I think having journalists who understand public policy is uh, very important. So I, I'm very much supportive of your endeavor. And so getting to this article, the loss of the Purple Line is a tragedy for UMD. You wrote, conceptually, the Purple Line is fantastic. If completed, the new transit line will add four stops on this campus, conveniently connecting Bethesda to New Carrollton. Some in-state students would be easily able to travel home to Bethesda or Silver Spring, and out-of-state students would be able to take the train directly to New Carrollton to catch an Amtrak ride home. 
So could you talk a little bit about what is the Purple Line and what are some of the problems that it is facing? Yeah, so the Purple Line was supposed to be the, um, it's supposed to be a light rail project by the Maryland Transit Authority and it was going to connect um, College Park to um, areas in Montgomery County, including Bethesda, and um, it would have been a really great way of connecting students and commuters um, to Prince George's County and Montgomery County. Um, and it was supposed to cut through the University of Maryland's campus and cut straight down the middle. Um, and unfortunately, because there were um, like money disagreements between the state and its private contractors, it's currently on pause. Um, and so it's just left a lot of uh, construction and a lot of things in limbo. Um, and so that was really the core of the article, the frustration of this policy failure that has a real life impact on the neighborhoods that this construction has already ripped up and devastated and the people who are really looking forward to being able to um, transit between the two counties. And I live just down the road, uh, south of College Park, and the Purple Line was going to have a few stops, um, and then it's also the Green Line, yeah. uh, right close to me in, in College Park. And it's just, it's incredible that this administration in Maryland has so much failed this very, I think, simple project, if you go to other industrialized nations that have ring transportation around their major cities and capitals. Uh, this is just one part of a plan that's been in discussion for almost 50 years, this Purple Line plan. And uh, I, I drive on um, College Drive in, in College Park, and you can see the construction everywhere. And Yeah, it's horrible. Guess, yeah, what are, what are some of the students saying about this? Um, so I know that my friends and I, like my friends from home, there's a, an abundance of Montgomery County people at UMD. So just whenever it comes up in conversation, it's usually either um, a, like, it's usually a lot of frustration or people just don't know about it. And both I think are bad because, you know, if you know about it and you're frustrated, that is really horrible that you've been looking forward to this, um, like this transit line and it's not happening. And if you don't know about it, then you're probably just confused about why there's so much, you know, stagnant construction on campus. So um, it's definitely a sensitive subject. And um, when it gets brought up, people definitely get very heated about it, especially people um, who are from my community who would have loved to be able to take this back and forth um, between College Park and their homes. So it's either definitely a sense of frustration or people not knowing about it, um, but when they, they learn about why there's just a bunch of construction on campus for no reason, they understandably get frustrated as well. And what could have been an asset to actually improving the mass transit yeah. around this university hub is now this huge liability and it actually slows down transportation. Especially with the, the Metro just announcing their um, potential cuts to service and the College Park Metro station is like potentially on the chopping block. Um, like having the purple line, while it would not replace the green line, obviously, it would have alleviated a lot of that stress if, because um, it'd be a completely separate system. So students would still be able to get to Bethesda and hop on the red line or figure some other sort of transportation out. But now with the, the potential chopping of the College Park Metro station, it's gonna leave students high and dry and that's not okay. Yeah. So I guess taking a step back and putting your policy hat on, why, why do you think public transit is important? 
Um, so it's really interesting because I wrote this article because I was I was just mad about how there's just all this construction on campus and this public private partnership fell through. Um, and someone from the Washington Post contacted me to interview me for a story. So now I feel like a public transit expert, but public transit is important for so many reasons. Um, it obviously is good for economic growth. It is good to level out socioeconomic inequality. When people have more ways to get around, they can get out of their neighborhoods and can go work other places and frequent businesses in other places. And it's just a really great equalizer, I think, almost similar to education because you don't need to own a car. You just need a Metro pass. So I think public transit is really important to everyone. Um, and I think that when it's not taken seriously or when the deals that are supposed to make projects like this happen fall through, it's a real loss to not only College Park students, but the greater community and people in both Prince George's and Montgomery County. And it's just really disappointing. And uh, I mean, it also creates jobs as well. These are mm -hmm. jobs that can't be outsourced. They're local yep. jobs. You can provide union wages. Mm -hmm. And there's also the opportunity cost of people sitting in the 495 Beltway. Yeah. Maryland, Virginia area that spends hundreds of hours a year mm -hmm. traffic that they're white knuckled at the wheel. And uh, I find, you know, when I'm taking trains downtown from where I live in, in near College Park, it's, you know, very so relaxed. Much I can yep. read, I can go to sleep. I, yep. I can just kind of, you know, enjoy, enjoy yeah. it. No, it's, it's really, it's, I know it's like I said in the title, but it is a loss because I, you know, it's just, it would have created so much more opportunity for students to get out of campus and explore other areas around Maryland. And um, it would have been great for people to, to you know, to create jobs through the, the Purple Line and, you know, create more economic growth for local businesses. And like, especially in a time like this, when local businesses are suffering so much, um, I think the Purple Line would have been a really great asset and it would have been something really important for the community. So I'm not totally hopeless yet. And I guess looking into the future of the Purple Line and mass trans transit in the area, where do you see some opportunities and maybe even hope? Um, I don't know how much anything will get done with Hogan still in office just because his preferred way, Governor Hogan's preferred way of getting things done include public-private partnerships, which when done right work, but clearly it wasn't done right here. Um, but I do think that there's enough support between Montgomery and Prince George's counties um, to get this thing back on track and to continue the project. Um, I think people recognize it's important. It's already ripped up trees and gone through people's backyards. So it's, it's too late to turn back. So I think that people are going to be more incensed by the pause of the project than they were about the, um, like the idea of it before it was even implemented. So I think at this point it will get built and it will run. It's just going to take some time. And with the coronavirus pandemic, like who knows when it'll start up again. But I do think that it will be built because it's sort of like all or nothing at this point. And I think this is where we can start, you know, raising the flag to the Biden administration. Yeah. If Wall Street gets a bailout, um, I think public infrastructure, public works uh, has a much higher return on investment. Than oh, absolutely. And, you know, growing up in the in the DMV, like I would always hear my parents talk about metro repairs and metro accidents and the metro budget. And like the metro shouldn't have to shut down 16 stations because of the budget shortage. And the purple line shouldn't be like halfway built because of a 
like failed public-private partnership. Like there should be these public funds that are already available for these projects because they're for everyone. Um, and I think that the government does a disservice to its citizens by not funding these appropriately and planning these appropriately. Maya Rosenberg, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you.